A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did it get 30, 30, how get 30, how did get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny, and I'm, of course, here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And we want to start our episode out today by giving a huge shout-out, of course, to our patrons. So, thank you to Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Mocha, Myth Oceanus, Scuzz Daddy, AD, Aaron Gardner, Anthony Leela, Damian Zink, Dino DNA, Mountain Man, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Cyber, Jeremy Drysdale, Ray Powell, and Sonny Sweet. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And we hope to bring that support into the new year. So, uh, we have a ton to cover today, and um, we've already recorded our uh we already recorded our live episode at etb in uh alexandria thank yep. you of course to our sponsor etb and so you'll hear all of that at the end of today's episode um the last about the last half of the episode but in the meantime we have a ton of news and new things to cover so first we have some quick play news yep. um For OCG, we have the return of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Championship Series Japan. So, YCSs have returned to Japan. Um, this is cool. Great competitive information to have. Always oh, yeah. good. Oh, oh, yeah. Particularly for the OCG meta. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> next up, um, we have the next Yu-Gi-Oh! anime series. It's called Yu-Gi-Oh! Go Rush. Yep. It is Yu-Gi-Oh! in space. The main character is an alien. Yeah, it's all Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel stuff. Um, so, uh, Yuhi Odo and Yuamu Odo are elementary schooler twins living in Mutsuba town who are in charge of the alien extermination company UTS <laughs> or, or, uh, alien ATC alien trouble consultancy. They spend their days working really hard searching for aliens using a mysterious device created by Yuhi. That is until one fateful day. Right after they created a mystery school club, they found a real spaceship, and inside of it, they make contact with Udius, an alien from the distant Velger star cluster. Now it's time to enter the new stage of Rush Duel, introduced by this alien soldier from the far ends of the galaxy. Let's go, Rush. So, um, yep. 
Rushdoll. So, yep, that's cool. Rushdoll anime. Yep. Well, Seven's part two, basically. Yeah. Um, which, next, is, which is cool. Next, we have some cool alt arts for <coughs> Blue Eyes, Red Eyes, and Dark Magician Girl <coughs> coming to the OCG in one of their new sets that we're probably not going to get. Um, not going to lie. They're kind of mid. Not great, but they're all right. Yeah, they're okay. Could have been better. Could have been much worse. Oh, it could have been so much worse. Uh, let's see. And lastly, we have the next V-Jump promo. Um, it's called Chongxi the Spiritualist. It's a dark level six. That's all we know. Yep. The description um, describes this card as having great affinity with the zombie monsters printed in the latest pack. Uh, right. Regarding the name, the kanji would literally be a Taoist spiritual master, but it's also a one character short of being a Japanese name for the Hong Kong movie Mr. Vampire, a popular Jiangxi movie. So Jiangxi is how we're localized the name, which seems to be a middle ground between Jiangxi, the Japanese word for it, and Kionchi, which and uh, Japanese word for Kionchi, and probably even the name of the main character of the movie, Master Cal, Master Chen in the Japanese version. All right. For those of you who don't know, a Jianxi is a is a Asian vampire who is uh currently experiencing experiencing rigor mortis. So the only way it can move is by hopping forward. That's hilarious. So the hopping vampire, as you would. All right. Um, the next piece of quick play news we have legendary duelists duel from the deep. So we have the cover art as well as the official name for the legendary duelist water set here in the mm -hmm. TCG featuring Mako Tsunami with his fortress whale on the cover. So as compared to uh, in the OCG version of it had shark on the front. Right. So they were like, ew, uh, a bad guy from a new anime. Gross. Let's use DM pandering for well, a side character. Well, OK, so shark in that anime started out as a villain in, in like season in like the first couple episodes. And then he became their Joey. Oh really? Uh, if I recall, if I'm recalling correctly, I think he's just a bad guy. No, he wasn't at first. Oh, like I, okay. See, I remember like from what I've seen on Twitter, he's just a bad guy. Like yeah, the big like guy, the big like guy he guy. was, and then he joined the main cast, and then became a villain again near the end, and then switched back to being a good guy. Okay, see, I've I've seen literally none of the anime and read none of the manga, so I don't know. Keep in mind, this is me coming off the first like five episodes of the anime, and then playing through the story mode of the dual links game on the pc okay got it not the not the one on like the you can play on your phone got it so it could be anything uh the description is dive into legendary duelist duels from the deep featuring new cards for three water strategies used by duelists from Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh zexel and Yu-Gi-Oh vrains animated series brand new cards for the strategies used by the famed fisherman and duelist mako tsunami nash and the alter ego of shark and leader of the seven barian emperors and sky zazen as blue maiden splash into this upcoming set a whale of a tail awaits with a new version of mako tsunami's fortress whale that can strike down your opponent's monster before it can attack pick up a pair of new water exceeds monsters that let you set up a powerful rank up combination that can summon the number c monsters from 101 to 107 with their effects active and unlock a wave of new cards for Blue Maiden's Marincest strategy that'll wash your opponent away. Legend Legendary Duelist, yeah. Duels from the Deep, will also include a hard-to-find Ghost Rare version of an iconic water monster. Uh, the complete booster set contains 56 cards, asterisk, 9 ultras, 8 supers, 10 rares, 29 commons, and 1 Ghost Rare. Keep in mind, named in context, subject to change. Content subject to change. Okay, we don't know what the Ghost Rare is yet, right? Nope. Okay. 
Well, we'll find that out soon enough, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. That'll wrap us up for our quick play news. We do, of course, want to take a quick moment to let everybody know, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If that's where you're listening, be sure to follow or subscribe or whatever the method is for whatever platform you're listening on. And once you leave that review, let us know so we can read it out on the podcast. Also, be sure to join our Discord. There will be a link in the description below, I believe through our link tree, which is now in the description. Yeah, and link tree. <laughs> and be sure to follow us on Twitter at Top Cut Podcast, at Dat Chumley for myself, and at, even though I'm never on mine, I'm just always on the podcast Twitter, and at JamTheMan17 yep. for Caleb. All right. Um, let's go ahead and get on into our main stuff. We have a ton of new cards and new content to talk about. So, oh, yeah. Um, um, let's go ahead and talk about the first card, which is Libromancer Geek Boy. Yes, it is a Wind Psychic Level 3 monster with 800 attack and defense. So it is a, uh, a, uh, E-Tele-Target. E-Tele-Target. Mm. Effect. You can reveal one ritual, ritual monster in your hand. Special summon this card from your hand. If this card is special summoned, you can add one Libromancer spell from your deck to your hand. You can only use each effect of Libromancer Geek Boy once per turn. The artwork, I'm not gonna lie, is kind of baller. So it has like this, it has like this kid, super scrawny glasses. He's got like headphones. And then behind him is this big buff dude. And I'm like, that's a stand. That's a stand from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. What are we doing here? Is that an enemy stand user? <laughs> yeah a lot of people are calling this like the jojo thing so like what this is this is the beginnings of the next tcg archetype from the battles or dimension ba- uh, battle of chaos yeah um so they're kind of giving this the b trooper scout buggy treatment where they reveal this card from the archetype because it's the promo card and then they don't give us any of the rest of the archetype yeah, so this this will be our new TCG exclusive archetype, and it's a ritual archetype. Yes. So um, now, to be fair, uh, one thing that I immediately noticed about this card is that if you E-Tele it, you immediately get your search off. Yes. And in addition, um, another uh, immediate, my immediate thought was also this is also combos pretty well with Saravius, uh-huh. who's also a hand trap. In addition to being a ritual monster, so reveal special search. And then, like, if you special summon it, like, if you reveal Saravius, special summon, activate effect of search, your opponent can't, well, they can't attempt to veil or imperm, but then you just chain Saravius from your hand and negate that. Right. So, uh, it's pretty interesting. It'll combo well with some stuff, and I would like to update my newest, uh, I would like to update my balance predictions to also put uh, E-Telly to three now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure E-Telly's going to three at this point. All right, so let's move on to the next uh, set of stuff. We have some new cards from the set Dimension Force, which is the upcoming set in the OCG. Yep, uh, it's the set for us after Battles of Chaos, I think. Correct, it will be the next core set after Battles of Chaos. So, a new psychic ace monster arises to drive mind manipulation, time control, and life points and banishing to a higher dimension. This is Psychic and Punisher. Level a- 11 light, synchro- light psychic synchro effect. Interesting. Yep. 3,500 attack, 3,500 defense, materials, one tuner, and one or more non-tuner monsters. Uh, one, while your life points are equal to or less than your opponent's, this synchro summoned card is unaffected by your opponent's activated effects. Gross. Two, once per turn, you can pay 1,000 life points and target one monster you control and one card your opponent controls. Banish those targets. Three, at the start of the battle phase, you can make this card gain attack equal to the difference between both players' life points. So, um, a couple notable things. The once per turn on the pay 1,000, target one monster you control, one card your opponent controls, banish those. That's a soft once per turn. 
and the battle phase effect. You can make this card gain attack equal to the difference between life points. Um, that is a that is a permanent attack point gain. Yeah. So um, it's reason, a really cool card. So the reason why I want to point out it's a lo- level eleven light synchro. Um, it's just thought ruler archfiend, but with a level three tuner. Oh, I guess that that would work. That's why I was like, wait a minute, because that just occurred to me. It's all the ruler archfiend with a level three tuner. So <laughs> it does kind of look like an upgraded form of thought ruler archfiend too, like the artwork does. So you literally make thought ruler e telly into a tuner. Bam, you got it. Yeah, that's really cool. That that's I was that uh, I was just like, what on earth? Um, overall, I think it's cool. I don't think it's going to actually be run, but it's cool. It's uh, really no, cool. it will absolutely be run in psychic combo decks. This card is a finisher. This card is really Ooh, good. That's a good point. Especially in like the new, um, the, what's that new set coming out? The punk archetype? Yeah. Because they all lower your own life points. Uh, but can they hit level 11 though? I thought they, well, mm. I don't know. I don't remember all the levels and how many of them are tuners or anything like that. Yeah, Cause I know that the vast majority of them are level three. Mm-hmm. And then they confuse into a level six. And then I think they can synchro for a level nine. Um, some of it might depend on what the new Libermancers are. That's fair, because if they're also a synchro archetype, because the one card we see is just a psychic monster. There's no tuner, no nothing. Right. So surely there's got to be a psychic archetype in the game that can abuse this. Uh, Pure psychics, maybe. I know. I'm sure there is one, but we just don't know it. Yeah, we're off the top of our heads. But, you know, still, it's cool that they have that as a possibility. Yep. Okay, next we have some more cards from Dimension Force. This is support cards for uh, some Grand Creators archetypes. Yes. Uh, first off, we have Illegal Knight. Dark Fiend. Level That's seven. illegal. I know, right? It's illegal not to be a warrior and be a knight. Uh, 2000, level 7, 2000 attack, 2000 defense. I uh, can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, during the main phase, if you control no monsters, or you control an adventurer token, quick effect, special summon this card from your hand. Two, if you control an adventurer token, quick effect, you can target up to two cards your opponent controls. Give control of this card to your opponent, and if you do, return those cards to the hand. So this will pair with the brave token archetype. Yeah. Okay. It It's kind of a kaiju? Uh, it's good. Uh, yeah. it, it'll pair good with the Brave Token stuff. Oh, yeah, no, no. Especially because um, it gives your opponent a 2k beat stick. That's level 7. Yeah. Next, we have Exorcisters Magnifica. Uh, Light Warrior Exceeds Effect Monster is a rank 8 with 2800 attack and 2800 defense. The materials is 2 rank 4 Exorcisters Exceeds Monsters. Must be Exceeds summoned with the above Exceeds materials. <clears throat> This card can make a second attack during each battle phase. Hey, man, at 2,800 attack points, that's beefy. Oh, it gets better. Once per turn, quick effect, you can detach one material from this card, banish one card your opponent controls. <laughs> Broken. Soft once per turn. Three, when your opponent activates a card or effect, quick effect, you can return one Xyz monster attached to this card as material to the extra deck. Then you can special summon that monster using this card you control as material. This is treated as an Xyz summon. Transfer this card's materials to the special summoned monster. So, so wait, you can make this thing, banish something, and then activate its effect to just tag out into the other thing. Yes. Which oh, Supports what the deck already did, which was tagging out, and it punishes your opponent for doing playing a graveyard-based strategy. Oh so, no! Yeah, no this 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 card 
is actually it's amazing for the archetype. It gives them a boss monster, but it can also attack twice. So yeah. what you so what you could theoretically do is if your opponent's got a big monster you can't run over, you can just banish it and then pop pop. And it, with it being a soft once per turn on the uh, banish one card your opponent controls. If you have multiple of the rank fours, you can overlay pop tag out overlay boop tag out overlay yeah. boop tag yeah. out you can cycle them yeah if you have multiple rank if you have uh three rank fours on board uh yeah no four you'd have to have four. no you only need three no no because you need uh well if you have four you can do it three times yeah that's what i'm saying you if, if you, you wanted... have four you can do it if you have three you can do it twice because yeah. you can uh overlay two, make this detach one do it and then, yeah. uh, and then tag out and then overlay again into this again yeah so which is really cool yeah not gonna lie uh let's see lastly for this set we have no punk dia note earth warrior level 5 1200 attack 1800 defense this is for the punk archetype right uh you can only use the first second effect of this card's name each once per turn one you can reveal one other punk monster in your hand uh special summon this card or the reveal card and if you do send the other card to the graveyard that's pretty good it, it literally mm -hmm. it literally turns any of the other punk monsters into a uh, extender mm-hmm uh, two, if this card is sent from the field to the graveyard, you can target a punk monster in your graveyard, except a level five monster. Special summon it, but you cannot special summon no punk Dia note for the rest of this turn. Which is also pretty good. That's actually a really solid card for the punk archetype. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Will it make them good? I don't know. Yeah. Um, next, we have a new card called Beyond the Pendulum, the Electromite Substitute. So this is a Dark Spellcaster Link 2 effect monster, 1200 attack, arrows are bottom left and bottom right. Materials is two effect monsters, including a pendulum monster. You can only use the second effect of this card's name once per turn. One, if this card is Link summoned to the extra monster zone, you can pay 1200 life points. Cost, add one pendulum monster from your deck to your hand. After adding it to your hand, until the end of this turn, you cannot activate monster effects. Also, the effects of cards in your pendulum zone are negated until you pendulum summon. Two, if two monsters with different original levels are pendulum summoned at the same time to the zones this card points to, you can target two cards on the field, destroy them. Um, it's very cool. It's very much an extender. It's not as good as Electromite. And the main thing I want to point out is that the... Uh, you can target two cards on the field and destroy them. Uh, that is, you have to destroy both. Yes. So if one gets removed from the field in some other way, then, you know. Yeah, you, you don't get to pop them both. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely Electromite light. I guess the OC just got, just got tired of Electromite being banned and went, eh, whatever. Let's make, our, let's make a new one. Yeah, so this is definitely just a Pendulum card. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't like pendulums, but whatever. Okay, next up we got new support for Yuri's archetype from uh, from the from the Arc V, uh, which is the guy from the Fusion Dimension. Predaplant support is what I'm saying. We got more Predaplants. Uh, starting off with Predaplant uh, Triantis, level eight Dark Plant Pendulum Monster, uh, 2400 attack, 1000 defense, level eight Pendulum scale of eight. Um, Pendulum effect. You can use cards in your pendulum zone as material to fusion summon a dark fusion monster as if the monsters were on the field. Yo. That's busted. 
Uh, if this card is used in material for a fusion summon and sent to the graveyard or added to the extra deck face up, you can place a predator counter each on a number of monsters on the field up to the number of monsters you currently control. And if you do, any of those monsters that are level two or higher become level one as long as they have a predator counter. Note that this card's named after the Prang Mantis. All right. The next card is the <clears throat> other pendulum that goes with it, which is Preta Plant Bufolicula. It is a level one dark plant pendulum effect monster. Zero attack, zero defense, pendulum scale of zero. Pendulum effect. You can only use this pendulum effect of this card's name once per turn. During your main phase, you can fusion summon one dark fusion monster from your extra deck using monsters from your hand or field as fusion material. Monster effect. You can only use this monster effect of this card's name once per turn. One, if this card is used as material for a fusion summon and sent to the graveyard or added to the extra deck face up, you can add one dark pendulum monster from your extra deck to the hand except Preto Plant Bufo Liacula. Uh, so no. this card is named after Bufo, which is a group of true toads and Cephalotus Folly. Holy Curlus. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Cephalotus um, is a genus which contains only one species. Oh, pitcher plants. Sure. All yeah, right. The, it's so the, it's the plants like vitriols based off of where they like attract flies and they fall in. Oh, okay. So what's great about this card though is if you have them, but if you have both and this and the previous card in your in in your hand, you can just pop them on the field, perform a pendulum summon, and then yep. effect just to fuse them off. Yep. Out of your pendulum zones, and then you get effect to search for another predator plant monster. Yeah, it's. I mean, they they pair extremely well together. Uh, next up is predator plant uh, biplisp, uh, level one zero dark plant zero attack nineteen hundred defense. You only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, if this card is sent to the graveyard, you can add a predator plant monster from your deck to your hand, except itself. Two, if there is a monster with a predator counter on the field, you can splash summon this card from your graveyard, but banish it when it leaves the field. That's also busted. <laughs> yeah, these these cards are really good. Um, next up is a new fusion. Oh boy, Preta Plant Ambulo Meliodes. Meliodius. No. Mm, yeah, Meliodes is probably closer. Ambulo Meliodes. It. These names are weird. Oh, dude. bear with us. Level 5 Dark Plant Fusion Effect Monster. 1,000 attack, 2,500 defense. Material is two Plant monsters. You can only use the first and second effects of this card's name each once per turn. 1. If this card is fusion summoned, you can add one Plant monster or one Predep spell or trap from your deck, graveyard, or face-up extra deck to your hand. 2. You can target one opponent's monster with a Predator counter or one monster you control. Tribute it, and if you do, special summon one Predator Plant monster from your deck. This is so good. This card is named after Ambulocetus and Pay. Some I don't know, some scientific name, bro. Okay, so uh, Ambulocetus is a early crustacean. I'm talking like the first fish has walked on land early, and then the other one's just some desert plant that I don't recognize. Uh, lastly. Uh, for this set, anyway, we have a Star Venom Predator Fusion Dragon. In English, this would be Starving Venom Predator Fusion Dragon. It's a new Starving Venom monster. Level 10 Dark Dragon Fusion Effect. 3,600 3, attack, 2,500 defense. He is beefy. Materials, a Dark Fusion Monster and a Fusion Monster. Jeez, that's near impossible to make. All right. This card is always treated as a Predator Plant card. You can only use the second effect of this card's name once per turn. 
One, once per turn, when a card or effect is activated, quick effect, tribute a monster with a, pred with a predator counter from either field, and if you do, negate the activation. If your opponent has a monster predator counter, you can tribute it to negate their own thing. Yep. Hilarious. Uh, two, if this fusion summon card is sent to the graveyard by your opponent, you can target a dark monster graveyard and special summon it. Including itself. Yeah, these are so good. So if your opponent, so if your opponent, so like if you actually, so if so if your opponent sends the graveyard for any reason, it can just bring itself right back out, and its first negate effect is a soft once per turn. Yeah, dude, this this <laughs> these pre these predator plant cards are so good. Oh no, you get that effect if your opponent hits you with Maximus. Mm-hmm. Because when if your opponent sends it to the graveyard. Yep. Yep. That's hilarious. That's so uh, I, I like this. All right, next we have a pure, new pure card. Pre pure Predator Plant, best deck. <laughs> next we have a new card from the Super Shiny Box. We have Sky Striker Mobilize Linkage. This is a quick play spell. One, if you control no monsters in your main monster zone, you cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck for the rest of this turn after this card resolves, except Sky Striker Ace Monsters. Also, send one other card you control to the graveyard, and if you do, special summon one Sky Striker Ace monster from your extra deck to the extra monster zone. And if you have at least one light and one dark Sky Striker Ace monsters on your field and or your graveyard, the summoned monster gains a thousand attack. Um, this card's kind of cool. What it can do is basically it can give Sky Strikers a way to get their um, get their monsters rolling with yeah. their extra deck without having to use Ray or um rose yeah so for instance if your opponent bounces it or just destroys the rare rose it lets them still play yeah which is cool and it doesn't really lock you out of anything except um your non-sky striker monsters right so um if you're gonna do a verte anaconda play you need to do it before you activate this but what you yes. can do is if you have a Ray and another and a Sky Striker Ace monster on the field, you can link them off, make Verte, activate Verte, send Fusion Destiny, summon uh, DPE, and then activate this and summon one of your Sky Striker Ace monsters. Um, well, you'd have to pop the Verte. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, you'd have to pop Verte uh, and then have DPE pop itself because you can't have anything in your main monster zone. That's right. So you'd have to use DPE to pop DPE and Verte. Uh, declare effective DPE to bring itself back. And then you can activate this special summon one of your Sky Striker Ace Monsters to your extra monster zone. And then your you can still do your Sky Striker stuff. And then on your opponent's standby, the DPE will come back to your field. And yeah. you still have the DPE interrupt, plus you still have your Sky Striker stuff. Correct. So there is a way to sequence this where you can still play DPE, DPE with yeah. your Sky Striker stuff and it's not interrupted too badly. Yeah, it it's more of an annoyance than anything else, but I, I think it's worth it. Yes, you just have to be really careful that because after the rest of this, the rest of this turn after this resolves, you cannot. Yeah, you know, yeah, especially <coughs> except for Sky Striker Aces. OK, uh, next up, we actually have a set of new cards that are all based on. The anime through the years, it, there's one card based on each series. Right. Uh, so to begin with, we have Dual Tower Alcatraz. What, which, what set is HCO1? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what... If you could Google that while I'm reading this first card. Uh, sure. Okay, so the Dual Monsters era card is called Dual Tower Alcatraz. One, at the start of the... It's a field spell. One, at the start of the battle phase, activate this effect. Each player can reveal one monster from their deck, except a monster with question mark attack. And if they do, 
banish those monsters face down. The player that revealed the monster with the highest attack can special summon a monster from their hand, and if they do, it can attack directly. Two, once per turn during the end phase, you can activate this effect. If this card is still on the field during the end phase of your next turn, destroy all cards on the field. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. We missed an entire new set. Oh no. With a bunch of new cards in it. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that at the end. It's called History Archive Cards. Oh, this is what this is. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's what set this is from. Okay, next up for the cards. You want to get this one? Oh, yeah. You know I do. Uh, Yeah. All right. I'm a big fan of GX. So we have Dual Academy. It is a field spell card. This card gains these effects based on the types of monsters on the field. Warrior, Beast, or Pyro. Once per turn, if you activate a trap card, you can target one card your opponent controls. Destroy it. Dinosaur, Sea Serpent, or Thunder. Once per turn, if you activate a spell card, you can inflict 1,000 damage to your opponent. Machine, Fairy, or Fiend. Once per turn, if you activate a monster effect, you can target one face-up monster you control. It gains 1,000 attack. The artwork is literally just a picture of the Dual Academy Island. It's awesome. From, from GX. Yeah. Card's terrible, but it's cool. Yep. Uh, next up is called the card's called Riding Duel Acceleration. The English name will be Ready, Set, Duel, which is 5Ds. Continuous spell card. You can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. When this card resolves, if you control no other cards, you can add a Synchron monster from your deck to your hand. Yo. Just Synchron search. Uh, once per turn, during your standby phase, place a signal counter on this card. Three. You can remove two signal counters from this card and send this face-up card to the graveyard. Draw two cards. Then send one card from your hand to the graveyard. Seems cool if it's the only card, if it's uh, in your opening hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely a going first, activate this card, effect yeah. a search. All right, um, next we have Overlay Network. This is obviously from the Zexal era. Continuous spell. You can only use the first effect of this card's name once per turn. One, during your main phase, you can activate one of these effects. Target one face-up monster you control that has a level. Special summon one monster with the same level from your hand or graveyard in defense position. Its effects are negated. You cannot special summon monsters from the extract for the rest of this. During the turn, you activate this effect except exceeds monsters. Uh, target one exceeds monster control add and then like the other effect just you can activate one of these is target one exceeds monster you control add one card attached to it to that owner's hand that's pretty good that's actually a pretty good card for uh exceed base decks uh it's all right um the problem is it's not searchable yeah not only is it not searchable but it's just like well, a continuous spell it just sits there and sure it's like all right yeah but uh, i don't know like i said it's cool it's cool I do. It won't see a play, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. It would be cool for like a sealed format. Oh, definitely. Uh, next up, we have the Arc V card, Battle Royale Mode, Joining. Continuous Spell Card. Activate this card by targeting one effect monster on the field. One, the first two times that target will be destroyed by battle each turn, it is not destroyed, so your opponent has to destroy it, has to tack over it three times in a battle phase. Uh, when that target is destroyed by battle, that player that destroyed it gains 2,000 life points. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, if the turn player's opponent takes battle or effect damage, they can apply this effect. Especially summon a level 4 lower monster from your hand or deck, and if you do, lose 2,000. Alright. Terrible. <laughs> Next card is Into the Vrains. This is obviously for the Vrains anime. Normal spell card. You can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. One, special summon one monster from your hand, but its effects are negated. Then, immediately after this effect resolves, Link summon using that monster you control. 
This Link Summon cannot be negated. Also, your opponent cannot activate cards or effects when a monster is Link Summoned this way. Two, if a Link monster you control is destroyed by battle or card effect while this card is in your graveyard, you can banish this card. Add one monster with the same original type as that monster from your graveyard to your hand. Um, this could be kind of cool for all those cybers decks. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, like uh, Nister. Yeah, it'd be all right. Any deck that has a Link 1. Prank kids, prank kids, prank kids, prank kids. Yeah. It is... It, but it would be bad in prank kids because the second effect of adding one monster is the same original type from your graveyard to your hand. That well, so that makes it better like a full cyber stack because they're all the same type. Yeah, well, I mean, cause, well, I mean, you could. Uh, it doesn't. I don't think. It, I don't. I think you can just like, like let's say you use Roxy's. You can just add the rock the the Roxy's you just use back to your hand. No, because that'd be the same type as Link Monster. Same type as Link Monster. That is fair. So it's unplayable in prank kids. Yeah. Mm. But, but, I mean, there's different things you could do with it. Yeah. Um, so now we have the History Archive cards, or the History Archive Collection, which is HCO1. This is a new set releasing in Japan. We don't know if we're getting this here. Uh, but it does have some new cards. Notably, the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six new cards to talk about. All right. Oh, man, just when we thought we were almost done. Um, we have Soul Energy Max, a normal trap card. You can only use the first and second effects of this card's name each once per turn. If you control an obelisk, a tormentor whose original attribute is divine, you contribute two face-up monsters, except that obelisk, destroy as many monsters your opponent controls as possible, and if you do, inflict 4,000 damage to them. Two, during the main or battle phase, you can banish this card from your graveyard, add one obelisk, the tormentor, from your deck to your hand, then immediately after this effect resolves, you can normal summon one obelisk, the tormentor, face up. It's all right. <laughs> It's. I mean, it's 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 cool, but it's like it's all right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up <clears throat> is Evolution Result Burst. Um, normal spell card. You can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. One. You cannot special monster the rest of this turn after this card's resolved, except with spell effects. Also, add one Overload Fusion. Hang on. Uh, from your deck to your hand. Also, the maximum number of attacks per battle. Phase this turn of any monster you can fuse summon using six or more materials overload fusion. This turn is equal to the number of materials used for its summon. Okay. So you can attack like six or seven times with something if you use six or more materials. Ex it, yeah. It it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, right. Particularly because because you activate this card and you add overload fusion, overload fusion to a big forty five hundred attack point monster and just daka 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 daka. Yeah. Next That's is... a whole lot of daka. <laughs> Next is the Great Soul. It is a normal trap card. You can only use the first and second effects of this card's name each once per turn. One, if a Dragon Synchro monster is on the field, special summon up to two Resonator monsters and or level one Dragon monsters from your deck. Two, when a monster effect is activated, if you control a level 10 or higher Dark Dragon Synchro monster, you can banish this card from your graveyard and negate that effect. And if you do, one Synchro monster you control against 2,000 attack until the end of the turn. For those of you who haven't been able to pick up on it, because I didn't pick up on it until literally just now, the first card was Dual Monsters Era, Obelisk of Tormentor Support. The second card was specifically for Cyber Dragons. Which is GX Era. This card is specifically for Red Dragon Archfiend. Which is 5D's Era. Yeah. It's Gee, like, wonder what the next one will be. Uh, let's find out. Dragon King's Myth or Dragon King's Legend? It'll depend on translation. Yeah. Uh, quick play. You can only use one effect among its first, second effects once per turn. So it's for one. So it's two. It's a 
hard once per turn. You can only get one or one of these two effects per turn. And only once that turn. One, target one dragon monster you control. Double its current attack until the end of this turn. Then if your opponent if if your opponent also controls the dragon monster, the target monster's effects activations cannot be negated this turn. During your main phase, you can banish this card from your graveyard. Special summon defense position one of your dragon that sees monsters that is banished or in the graveyard. This is for Galaxy Eyes Photon Dragon. Yeah. Who's straight up in the artwork. Next is the Wonders of Nature slash Graceful Song Under a Frosty Moon. Again, that'll depend on translation. This is an equipped spell card. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, special summon one level four or lower fairy spellcaster, winged beast, or beast warrior monster from your hand. And if you do equip it with this card, then you can return all dragon monsters on the field to the hand. Two, during the end phase, if this card is in your graveyard because it was sent there while it was face up on the in the spell and trap card zone, you can add one polymerization spell, one fusion spell, or one fusion parasite from your deck to your hand. Note, this card's name is a riff on the Japanese concept of beauties of nature, which is implied to have been the basis for the motifs around Yuzu and her counterparts, and is written as flowers, birds, wind, moon. This card's name literally reads song, ice, gracefulness, moon instead. That's really cool. Yep. That, that's a really cool concept for and a card. that like is it. an Arc V card. Uh, next up, we have Prisoners of Fate or Prisoners of Destiny. Um, you can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. Once per chain, if a Link 4 monster is Link Summon, you can place one counter on this card. Maximum three. Then you can play one of these effects depending upon the number of counters on this card. One, declare a card name, and for the rest of this turn, negate the activate effects and effects on the field of cards with that original name. Okay, weird. Two, special summon a level four lower monster from your graveyard. Three, send this card to the graveyard, and if you do, special summon a Link 4 monster from your extra deck. This is for specifically, uh, gun dragons, which would be, um... The rockets and the Boral monsters. Boral sword, Boral load, Boral guard, the various Boral load dragons, Boral guard dragon, excluding like Boral load furious and Boral load savage. Yeah. Which are like retrains, it's different. Right. Yeah. And with this, we also have some reprints. We have Blue Eyes Alternative White Dragon, Chimera Tech Over Dragon, Red Supernova Dragon, Galaxy Eyes Photon Dragon, Supreme King Dragon Dark Worm, and Link Karibo. So, some cool stuff. Very uh, cool stuff. We don't know for sure that those reprints will come here to the TCG, but... We're, you know. we're not even 100% sure if we're even getting the set at all. Right, so... Alrighty, um, if I had to guess, those cards might come in next year's Megatons. Yeah. Okay, and lastly, uh, we have Master Duel news! Yep, we have some cool Master Duel stuff. Um... So this is all from the Jump Festa, which is like a little big jump thing uh, that they had over in Japan. Um, so we don't, we still have a release date at this time officially, but uh, the I'm rumor seeing, come out. Yeah, I'm seeing all over Twitter that apparently there was a release date shown somewhere, but not officially announced as the 31st, December 31st specifically. Yes. Um, I think so. I don't know. Um, so New Year's. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's pretty much decided that it'll be released in the, oh, at least in Japan yeah. on the 31st. Um, I don't know exactly when it'll be released here in, well, worldwide, but uh, I would imagine probably by uh, mid-January at the latest. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I was thinking like the end of Jan- like January thirtieth to the thirty first. I mean, at the maybe, latest, yeah. at the absolute latest. Yeah. So end of January or yeah. So something to note. Some just some like quick hit things that we have going on. Um, we some of the newest information. We do know that you can carry your data across multiple devices. So if you want to play on your phone, then on your computer, then, and on, then your, on your Switch, then right? On your PlayStation, exactly. So all the same account. Yep. Um, as reported previously, events and tournaments will be held using a variety of regulations, most likely meaning forbidden and limited lists, but perhaps other limitations. And so the top room reads standard and the one below reads dual room can be used. So a um, couple of different formats that they're going to support here, which would be very cool. Oh, yeah. I can, I'm kind of hoping we ha- we can have like a goat room and an Edison room. I think it's more likely, though, that they mean you can play either TCG or OCG. Most likely. Yeah. So aim to be the number one player in the world using your most favorable regulation. So like I said, probably either TCG or OCG. Um, by using the connection with the card database, you can check the deck recipes from duelists all over the world. Like Dis- Neuron. Yep. Similar to Neuron. As previously reported, you can draw initial five card hands of your deck, and the second pick shows that you can keep drawing the next card over and over by pressing the plus one bottom on the right. Like Neuron. Just like Neuron. You can dismantle and craft cards. This is big. The value on the left side is how many cards are being dismantled, and the one on the right is how many copies the player will have left. So the 70 to 100 value is like a system of points, in this case for super rare cards, increasing to 100 after this dismantling. At the top, you can see there are values for commons, rares, and ultra rares as well. So then there's a card creation screen. So yeah. there's like the super rare copy of Twin Twister that's being created using super rare points that were previously given by dismantling super rare copies of Hot of Desires. So this, so it kind of works like Hearthstone and um, Magic the Gathering Arena works, where you could, where if you got a bunch of cards, you had so if you had like more than a play set of a card or if you had a bunch of cards you just were not going to use ever right you can just, right. just take them apart to bi- to make the cards you're looking for right so instead of just constantly opening packs trying to get what you're looking for yeah so dismantling the cards gives you plus 10 and crafting gives you minus 30 so you need the like stay the same right so you need like uh three play sets of one card to get one play set of a different card yeah which again, if you're playing this car, playing this game, if you're able to earn cards by playing the game over and over and over and over, you'll probably have hundreds of extra cards you're not using. Which is the next thing, as mentioned earlier, there is a solo mode with stories based on card illustrations, which doubles as a tutorial. <coughs> cool. This also confirms that by clearing some of them, you can obtain cards through the story mode. In this case, a monarch structure deck. So. Which Clear the story s- mode, get some cards. Yeah, which is, I mean, the Monarch Structure Deck is actually a fairly solid structure deck, too. Yeah. Uh, then we have the next screen, which is the shop. Um, this screen shows you how you can purchase master packs. The menu reads detailed information, rates, which is how hard it is to pull each card, uh, forbidden and limited list, and cards included in the pack. One pack can be purchased for 100 gems. Ten packs can be purchased for 1,000 gems. If 10 packs are purchased, you are guaranteed to get at least one super rare or higher, and this particular pack contains eight cards. So these values might only be for this particular pack. We don't know, but there are many different card packs. Uh, We see also in some of the artwork that there's some keys popping up above some of the cards. We don't know what that means. Uh, No, we do know. That means that there are some, because there's a bunch of different packs, in order to unlock some packs, you have to pull... Oh, okay. A specific card. Uh, so just for an example, because I think th- this is an example that's th- this isn't like 
So, like, let's say you wanted a pack that's got, like, a whole bunch of fluffle stuff in it. Mm -hmm. You have to pull, like, a patchwork card or something. Oh, And then that'll lock you to give the ability to buy the fluffle pack or whatever. The only reason why I even say this is because on one on the pit on one of the pictures on the left, there's like a fright for cruel whale. Oh, yeah, I see now. It's why. So it's like it's why that was my immediate thought. Yeah. So new card, new card packs can be unlocked depending on certain cards you pull. And the pictures on the right are the are the secret packs or whatever. Um, We also see that fields, sleeves, icons and mats can also or mates can also be purchased at the stores by some mystery currency that we don't know anything about yet. Okay, so here's what I think. Here's how I think they're. So here's how I think their uh, system's going to work. You have the points, which is you build cards. You earn gems in game by playing the game, mm-hmm. buy packs with that, and then there's a third currency that is you have to pay real money for that, and that's how they're going to make their money is off of the fields the dual avatars which are calling mates apparently dual mates yes which is cool uh, and stuff like that yep so it seems like that the thing i'll have to spend real money on um you know the pay to win quote-unquote aspect is probably just going to be like um uh cosmetics right which i'm i'm actually completely fine with if that's the case in my opinion that i'm fine with that that's cool yeah because you don't need the cosmetics to play the game all right, next we have the podcast question of the day. So the previous podcast question of the day was, what is one card you would like to see unbanned on the upcoming Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden and Limited list? So we have a lot of, you know, interesting answers. Pretty sure an errata on Perform Age, Perform Out cards, and hard once per turn, and they'd be fine. Maybe, but they're pendulum cards. They can stay there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Electromite, Harp, and Tidal, although Blaster's more likely, and I would be very be- secretly like Ib. No, 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 no. Uh, we have several people that said Colossus. Nah, that's a sussy opinion. Uh, several people said Electromite. No, no, no. Stop being such a sussy baka. Yeah. <laughs> the, the January 2020 bans. I know this counts as three, but uh, like most of the community wants them back, and I personally would love to see them all back. Playing uh, Thunder Dragon would be even better for me, and Orcus would be playable. Also, more Triff gaming content along with Electromist Pend is more fun. Uh, I disagree with all of that. I don't want any of those cards back. Um, I'm actually kind of fine with Harp Horror coming to one. Kind of. Okay, I don't want Thunder Dragon Colossus to one because it's basically a Link 1 Floodgate. And I don't want Harp Horror back because it is way too versatile. And it just enables BS extremely yeah, long combo lines like, for no reason. Like, if it didn't do that, I'd be like, yeah, sure, go ahead and give it back to Harp Horror. But the problem... And part of me does because, because we you know because we, we have a friend who really likes the archetype. Yeah, and I and I kind of want to and you know I don't want any of it back. Um, Spiral Master Plan, not a hard one's per turn. That card can stay gone. Um, Denglong, uh, have you seen Sword Soul? Yeah, yeah, no. With Sword Soul, as long as Sword Soul is in the meta, you can't have Denglong. Yeah, uh, Masterpiece, I'm good. Orcus Harpoor, uh, Mermaid is gone, so free the harp. Nah. That is fair that Mermaid's gone. Uh, nah. Uh, Pot agreed to one. Funny, but it won't happen. Uh, Konami I, hates three plus ones. Yeah. Uh, Harpoor, Colossus, Harpoor, Union Carrier. No, that, uh, no, uh, what's his name is back, so that card can't come back. Like, if they want to bring my Union Carrier, they need to errat it so it's does, so its effect is correct, and that you can only do it to Union Monsters. Yeah, if they made made it to where it could only grab Union Monsters, then it'd be awesome. But 
uh, yeah, as it stands, it can then, grab Dragon Buster Destruction Sword still. So, yeah. and which is back at three now. So, yeah, which is gross. Uh, grass and Fairy Tale Snow. Grass, I'd be cool with coming back to one because I think it's funny and would yeah. be, make innovative deck building. Uh, Fairy Tale Snow. That card's not a once per turn. That card can stay banned. Uh, any of the banned Zodiac cards. Uh, I think if you unbanned any one of them, it would be fine. If you banned unbanned more than one of them, the it becomes, becomes a problem. Yeah, Zodiac becomes tier one again. Yeah. Uh, Shockmaster. No. I played during that format. It can stay gone. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah, no, no, no. You do not know pain until your opponent in one turn makes two Shockmasters. Ew. As a rogue player, it just feels so bad that a monster that did nothing wrong is on the ban list. Us Metal Foe players just keep losing. Electromite did a lot wrong. Just going to say. Uh, yeah. Electromite, Electromite, Brilliant Fusion, no shot, that card's broken. Um, Unbanned, uh, Ptolemyus, and Unlimited Servant of Endymion. Uh, uh, Spellbook of Judgment, no. Blaster, maybe. I would like to see yeah. Denglong return, I would not. Magispector Unicorn, Kirin. No, 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 no. It's Pendulum. My thing with Magispector Unicorn Kieran is that I don't know enough about the card to, to say whether or not it should be unbanned. So I'm on the fence. I'm not it gonna could, lie. Realistically, I, Kieran could probably come to one. It, okay. it could. Um Ultimate Offering, it'd be funny, but not too toxic, probably. No, that would be Oh horrible. no, no, no. It'd be who gets their ultimate offering first wins. <laughs> yeah. Maxi to two. To two? Really? Of all numbers, two. Ib the world, Ib the world challenge Jeshishar. No. Oh, hold on. So like Maxi to two is because it makes it not a one card sack. I win, but it also doesn't make it where you're going to see it every game. Yeah, but if so you're gonna I do that, the... if you're gonna do that, then just put it at three and make it a deck choice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, chicken game to three, probably not. Astrograph sorcerer. Chicken game causes no. so many rolling issues. Yeah. Uh, Astrograph Sorcerer, no. Uh, that grass looks greener. I mean, again, cool. I'm, I'm. That's the one on this list that I'm kind of with. Um, let's see. We have. Uh, let's see. Ooh, we had a lot of questions, a lot of replies in this Discord server. Uh, Electromite one, no. Thunder Dragon Colossus two one, no. The Blackwing cards, no. <laughs> Dryden, yes. Electromite, bring, no. Bring back the dragon mommy. Uh, Eclipse Wyvern, Blaster, and Redox. I don't even like dragons that much, so no. Um, okay, so I don't... Okay, so Red, Redox can't come back because uh, because it's just a free monster reborn. A searchable free monster reborn. Right. Uh, number two with the Eclipse Wyvern. I'm perfectly fine with Eclipse Wyvern coming back. But it's got to be at one because at three it gets re- it just turns every it just turns any chaos duck into I'm just gonna search whatever I want and you can't stop me. Okay, let me just read this to you again because maybe you don't remember what Eclipse Wyvern does. If this card is sent to the graveyard by any means, yeah, ban- yeah, banish a card, banish one level seven or higher light or dark dragon type monster from your deck. If yeah, this card then- is banished from your graveyard, you can add the monster banished by this card's effect to your hand. Yeah. No once returns anywhere. Yes, I very distinctly remember. That's why I said it one, because then you can only use it once. No. If this card is sent to the graveyard, so Foolish Barrel, right? You banish a level 7 or higher light or dark yes. dragon type monster. Think about the Thunder Dragons. Okay. So, then, if this card gets banished, think about mm-hmm. the Thunder Dragons. The entire deck Yeah, you add is... it back to your hand. And then you can normal summon it because it's a level 4 and link it off and do it again. No, you can't because you have to banish it. 
But the Thunder Dragons are a chaos deck. Yes. They banish constantly. That's all they do is banish. But no, no. They get all their effects by banishing. But hold on, no. Once it's banished, it's gone because Thunder Dragons can only fuse using Thunder Monsters. You only get it once because then it's banished. Unless you were returning like Burial from a different dimension. Is that the card? Burial is at three. Yeah. They'd have to start running Burial. Which they weren't doing before. But they, the deck surely has ways to recycle their banished cards. That's what the deck's they're, built around. They're banished Thunder Monsters. Thunder Dragon Fusion recycles banished Thunder Monsters and puts them back in the deck. No, that's not true. Have I been misreading? Because I thought it was only... Why would they run it in Prank Kids if it was only Thunder Dragon Monsters? Uh, No, it's Thunder. You have to fusion... Oh, you have to fusion into a Thunder Monster. Thunder Dragon Fusion. Yeah. Fusion summon one Thunder Fusion monster from yeah. your extra deck by shuffling the fusion materials listed on it into the deck from among um, your cards in your field, graveyard, or face-up banished what's cards. What's the material on uh, Thunder Dragon Titan, is it? Is it Titan or Colossus? Uh, Colossus is the banned one. Titan okay, is Titan. Banned. Okay. Uh, materials is three thunder dragon monsters. Yeah, they they can't use Eclipse Wyvern as a material for it. But there are other thunder fusion monsters. Uh, any of them that can possibly use Eclipse Wyvern? Hold on, hold on. I'm he's I'm, googling. I'm googling. Well, you go databasing. Well, dueling book. Same thing. That's would, all we really use dueling book for these days, anyway. I, I would too, but my phone died. <laughs> monsters fusion thunder. Okay, so that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Uh, How many Thunder Fusions are there out of, out of eight? Eight? Oh, okay. Uh, oh, well, that's why Prank Kids can use it, because Battle Butler is Lampsies, Dropsies, and Fansies. And is a Thunder itself. Yeah. Uh, okay, but no, literally none of them. Yeah. See my point? I still don't think it should come back. It's It's too good. I guess I guess probably Mac could. I don't know. No, uh, I saw. Okay, no, this is two. I'm not reading two paragraphs about Maxi, but uh, no, it can't come back. Uh, Maxi comes back. I quit. No cap. Yep, me too. Uh, even though I did did say just run cross out. Um, <laughs> fair, yeah, but just, consider this card cannot resolve against me if I go to play World of Warcraft. True. Oh yeah, yeah. I and then I commented under that or Final Fantasy 14, the better game. Uh, malicious and call by the grave back to three. No, 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 no. By the way, the Final Fantasy fourteen comment is is being said by somebody who played World of Warcraft from Burning Crusade all the way up until uh, Battles of Azeroth. I don't know what that means. Uh, Unlimited Servant of Endymion. It means Everyone I talking played- about Electromite and Astrograph. Meanwhile, Endymion is nowhere to be seen because it's not going to be played. Um, Misc back to three. No, 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 no. Colossus to one. No. Zodiacs to one. No. Electromite to one. No. VFD to one. No. Meow Meow Mew to two. No. Harpoor to one. Maybe. Again, with more the, decks, more fun. No, again, those decks are not fun. Again, with the, uh, when we say, when you say Zodiacs to one and we say no, what we mean is bring one of them back to one, but not Broad Bull. Yeah, bring like Dragon Mommy back to one, but not Broad Bull. Broad Bull can stay. Dryden could come back to one, or Barrage could come back to one. Both of them could come back to one, and I think it'd still be fine. Uh, it's going, uh, it's it'd be less much. fine, but it'd still be fine. 
Uh, rat Pierre to two. Cause a bit of chaos and let Zoo gain better advantage off rat. <laughs> no. That's that's funny. Not gonna lie, that'd be funny. No. All right, that's all we have for today. Today's podcast question of the day is: What's your favorite Christmas carol? With every with Christmas coming up, uh, we're gonna read off the answers to this on cr- the Christmas Eve episode of the podcast. So we want to know what is your favorite Christmas carol. Be sure to leave your answer uh, on our. You can find our. You can find the podcast question today on our Twitter at Top Cut Podcast mm-hmm. or in the podcast question today channel in our Discord server, which you need to join if you have not joined yet. Woo! All right, and uh, stay tuned for our locals. Uh, you know, not report, but you know, our recording from yes. uh, from our ETB monthly. So, yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and catch you next time. Take care, everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sonny. I am here, of course, with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And today we want to welcome you into today's episode at Locals. We have picked up all of our equipment and dragged it over to our Locals ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. Also our sponsor. So thank you, ETB, for allowing us to come in and record live at this event. So we do have the winner of Table 2 here at the event with us. This is Mr. Jack. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. All right. Uh, How did your round go for you? Uh, I went good. I went two one against Dragon Maids. All right. What do you What are you playing today? If you don't mind us asking. Heroes. Heroes. All right. That's a pretty cool deck. Um. So, are you incorporating the Destroyer Phoenix Enforcer package? Yes, that I recently just picked up. Uh, last weekend. Did it make the difference for you today, or do you feel like it has? Oh, it made yet? a big difference. Yeah. Like, just being able to fusion destiny, send Mali, send Denier, or send. Uh, Celestial or anything else that I might need, and then just bring out him. It's it's amazing. Definitely. Um, how do you feel about the banning of Fusion Destiny in the OCG? I'm not gonna lie, I was worried because I'm like, is it, are they gonna ban it in the TCG after a little while? Because I know we're supposed to get the LT print out of, out of the OTS pack, but then I'm like, I'll probably have it for a few more months after that, and then if they ban it, then I'll just be hard making it, which is. <laughs> Not as good. Not not quite. No. Not quite. I mean, hey, at least you can. I mean, yeah, and that's good. And, like, you know, I'm happy that with Phoenix and Force, I can do more than what everybody else can do. Like, I can shuffle it back out off of a denier if I need to. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that Elemental Heroes is a really interesting pick, especially now with Stratos at three, things like that. Oh, it yeah. really adds to the consistency of the deck. So what does a typical turn one end board look like for you? Um... Uh, through testing, I've had multiple. It just depends on the hand, really. Like uh, when I first did test hands, it was plasma, malicious bane, and then phoenix enforcer, or it could be uh, absolute zero with a mass chain set, plasma bane, phoenix enforcer. It just depends on what you open up, and it just goes from there. Like the deck draws like crazy thanks to destiny draw and liquid soldier. So right. Do you prefer going first or second? Um. With the way the meta is now, I'd rather go first. That way, if I can set up Plasma and have my Honest Neos in hand, then I know I can protect them. And then if I have Phoenix Enforcer, then I know I'm really set. Or if I am like, whatever else, then at that point, normally I like to have uh, Dread Decimator mm-hmm. and him pointing to whatever monsters I've made. So that way, with all my monsters in the graveyard, he'll boost them. And then Destiny and then Phoenix Enforcer will reduce their 
attack. So do you find yourself still going for a Dark Law lock early? Um, no, I've, if I can make the Dark Law, I'll make it, but I'm not going to force it. If I can, if I can do the absolute zero and the acid combo, then I'll try to go for that. Depending on just if I can make the sunrise, get to the miracle fusion, and if I have the stuff in the graveyard for it. Right. I got you. All righty. Well, good luck to you at to, for the rest of today's event. Looking forward to maybe hearing from you again, and thanks for coming on. Uh, not a problem. All right, everybody, and we're back from round two. With us today now we have Josh. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. Gotcha. Um, you can just lean into the mic a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so how did round two go for you? Um, not as expected, to be honest. Not not really expected. Uh, I managed to win the die roll, which my deck wants to do. It's a combo deck. But uh, What are you playing? I'm playing uh, Infernal Wolf. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, most people think like the deck is still dead and like it's definitely degraded from what it was once was like in, in FTK. But uh, through playing it, I realized like there's still some things the deck can actually do. So I mm -hmm. chose to enter it today with it. But sadly, like I said, things didn't kind of pan out like I did uh, right. so far. Um, round one, well, game one, I should say, uh, for the game that just happened, mm -hmm. um, I ended up breaking. You know, um, I had Imperial Order, you know, strongest card in the game right now, but yeah. the rest of my hand was just unplayable. Right. Yeah, you know, like like too many hand shots, but like no engine starters or anything like that. So I had to pass, and I'm playing against uh, Sword Soul, Tenyi, right. which I feel is one of the most uh, valuable decks in the meta right now. Mm -hmm. So he was able to kill me uh, pretty easily and convincingly. But then uh, game two went a little bit better. I was able to actually do my full Infernoble combo where I ended on double Herald of Arclight, Borrow Savage, Aurora Dawn, and Immortal Phoenix. It's a pretty pretty solid board. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. how. Jesus. Yeah. Like, it, the deck can still do that. And normally that's a pretty solid board to end on. But, of course, I'm playing against Sword Soul. So he was able to, like break most of the board um but obviously seeing that you know it kind of takes a little while to get through all that so like we ended up like going into time during my turn um i was able to like uh win that round but uh time was called so we, we ended up getting a draw right so um do you think that there's anything that could be done on the ban list to help make Infernoble any more consistent, or do you think it needs any help on the ban list? Obviously, you could unban Link Cross, but right, right. <laughs> we, we both know that's not happening. Uh, obviously, that's kind of like the goal. Like, you unban Link Cross, it gives the deck like an extra line so it can play through more hand traps, specifically like uh, Nibiru and Imperm. This, that's uh, the two biggest weaknesses of the deck currently. Right. But I think as for now, the deck is fine the way it is. I think it's able to play through most hand traps well enough. The only thing I can think of really... Uh, no, there's really nothing I could think I could come off the ban list that would actually help it aside from Link Cross, you know. Right. Yeah. Um. So... How do you feel about the deck as a whole with Link Cross gone? I know you said you do feel like it's weaker, but 
do you still feel like it can contend in today's meta with uh, things like Sword Soul, things like Fluanderese, thing you know, uh, things that we have that are Tri Brigade, etc. Understandable. Okay. Um, through my testing, um, I think it's still very viable in the meta. It's just you know, it's not Sword Soul where it could like you know do all these plays, even though your opponent like sets up these boards or like. Tri Brigade, where you just activate like Bird Call, and like, oh, that's, uh, guess you didn't have Joel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, it definitely takes like the right pilot for the deck to actually be viable. And it can definitely like hang with some of the top decks. Um, the only one I can't really say much about is Flundries. I haven't had too much test, test on that deck as no one at our locals really plays it. But consider yourself lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, from what I've seen, what Flunderies could do, I don't think the deck has much of a problem with it. But you know, that's uh, it's it's neither here nor there. Right. I got you, Caleb. Anything to add? Uh, not particularly. No. All right. Pretty much got everything I was going to ask. <laughs> All right. Well, that works. Hey, good luck to you for the rest of the day, and we'll see you at the next round. Okay, thank you. Oh, uh, can I give a quick shout out to uh, my company, Luck and Chuck, for sending me out here to, uh, you know, try to support the company and whatnot. That's awesome. So that's your locals that you go to? Uh, no, that's actually uh, my company that I uh, co co own. The locals I go to is Anubis Game and Hobby uh, mm -hmm. in Lafayette. I got you. Yeah. All right. Uh, where can people find the, your your company that you uh, co own? Oh, uh, they can find us on Facebook, or they can find us at lookatchuck.com, or, you know, look us up on TCG Player, eBay, we're the lowest. And uh, <laughs> you can also find us uh, playing at uh, Nubis, a Game and Hobby on uh, Current Lane in Lafayette's uh, Sundays and Saturdays. And uh, sometimes we're play testing on Fridays with the uh, YCS champ, Kobe Short. Gotcha. All right. Well, that cool. works. Uh, and good, like I said, good luck in the next round. Yeah, Have a good one. All right, and we're back after round three. Oh, what an exciting round it was. Who do we have with us today? Uh, my name is Jacob. I played uh, Evil Twins. Oh. Uh, why don't you tell us first a little bit about how the round went? Uh, well, unfortunately, there's not much to say. My opponent uh, is a friend of mine who I drove up here with, and uh, we both know exactly what each other was playing. He was on uh, Tri Brigade Liralusk, and uh, game one... I opened decently, if you have just twin cards, but I had no hand traps and no board breakers, and mm -hmm. he went first, because I don't win die rolls, <laughs> um, but he forgot to side out one card, so he got a game one loss, and so right. game two, well, we both know what each other is playing, so we both sided accordingly, and I drew slightly better. Um, he opened Imperial Order with full combo, but I opened Lancia, Ash, Droplet, Lilla, Reboot, and drew a second Ash for turn. Wow. So, um, so I stopped him from accessing his Revolt, and I broke his board. The only misplay that we could both figure out was he chose to keep the UDF instead of the Ensemble Blue Robin that he made. Mm. And so whenever, you know, he activates his effect to negate my Lilla, I chain droplet, I go combo, I pop it. Uh, if he had kept the Ensemble Blue, he would have been able to get back Barrel Canary and been able to make plays on the next turn. But instead, he didn't, so he didn't get access to the birds. Follow-up right. turn, 
Uh, he pitches Kit, summons Keras. I pop the Keras. I ash the Kit. And that's all she wrote. Wow. That's crazy. That's rough. Yeah. yeah. So how do you feel about the live twin deck with the release of the Sunny Snitch? Or Sunny tw- is that you, Trouble Sunny? Trouble Sunny. Trouble Sunny, yeah. yeah. Although Sunny Snitch definitely helps a lot. Yeah. Um, they're now, both, Sunny uh, Snitch came from Dawn of Majesty, I think. I believe so, yes. And then Trouble Sunny from Versa Desk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, the deck is really, really fun. Um, I, I love one-card combo advantage engines. Um, it's... Uh, I, I'm honestly quite surprised that just about every piece of support aside from Treat that they've gotten since uh, their release in Genesis Impact has been absolutely incredible. Right. Um, Frost, there really hasn't been a wave that was just lackluster. It's all been good. Yeah. We, we got two extenders. We got a 10 key that searches the extender and has a relevant burn effect. Um, I've, I have won games before where the life points gain and the burn mattered. Um, and then the Link 4 is... She's so nice. Having a relevant boss monster that you can end on, I think she is, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she is the highest attack link for in the game right now. Uh, What's Uh, her base attack? 3,300. Maybe? I can't think of a link four that has more than that. Yeah, Um, every single one that's coming to my mind is all 3K, 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 28, 3K, 3K. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they all have effects that get higher than that, but by base... um, like before her, like you would, your end board would go through one kiss skill, one lily. You'd end on a kiss skill. You'd have a, you'd have a pop, but you wouldn't necessarily have access to a draw unless you had something to get rid of your kiss skill. Right. And then you were so susceptible to just normal summon something with twelve hundred attack, battle phase. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> um, so having that makes it to where uh, your opponent actually has to interact with you, and. Um, Live Twin is such an interactive deck. Like, you you have so many flex spots. You can play just about whatever you want. Um, you can play... I've seen Eldritch builds. I've seen Dogmatica builds. I've seen Pure with various, like, Cybers extenders. Like, some people are playing Parallelic Seed. You have, you have so many options. Um, I think the most successful options are, like, just playing Oodles of Hand Traps. Um, so that's that what was, I'm modeling my build after. Yeah, that was my next question was, I, I have seen you actually own the Eldlich build before at a previous turn. Yes, um, and while I did love it, it had the unfortunate downside of Eldlich never quite being, like, the best. Um, I'm not saying, like, Eldlich is awful, but it's... It's, less than ideal. It's less than ideal against a lot of decks. Um, even right now, um, I think the best Eldritch variants are like just ones that can play a lot of back row. And, and then the power is not the Eldritch engine, it's the back row. It's the back row, yeah. The the Eldritch the Eldritch gets you to your kills faster than other back row decks. Um, but yeah, it's it's always the floodgates that put in put in so mm-hmm. much work and the unfortunate uh thing with twins is that you can't really play a lot of floodgates i think the only ones i found that actually work with them if you're if you because you can potentially play around them are anti-spell and summon limit mm-hmm. uh because uh the twin uh link four for those of you who don't know is uh it's one summon um, so you can, right. so you flip a summon limit on like a sword soul player after you get their token and then they just sit there and look at you and then yeah. you summon, you get a draw, you get a pop and then that's about it. Um, so you, you can play under both of those, but like rivalry 
your main deck monsters are Cybers, Aqua, Zombie, and your extra decks are Fiends. Right. Uh, Tikaboo, for obvious reasons. Uh, Tikaboo is slightly easy to play under um, if you are playing against it, because then uh, some some builds like play Nightmares. So I play like Nightmare Phoenix, Nightmare Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, but playing it yourself, not going to happen. Right. Um, and then. Uh, Goes in, goes in and they're all different attributes. The Lilas are lights. Sorry, Lilas are darks and Kiss Kills are lights. Yeah. Right. So. I got you. Well, so what does that bring your record to for today? Uh, right now, I am undefeated. Uh, I had a round one bye, uh, which was kind of nice. I drove through uh, really bad weather to get here. <laughs> so it was nice kind of just having 40 minutes to just chill. Yeah. Uh, round two, I played uh, against Eldritch, actually. Yeah. Uh, Eldritch DPE. And uh, game one, he didn't quite know how to trap me. I made a secret uh, spice in my extra deck. I play Linger Rebo because mm-hmm. uh, the yeah the uh, Lilla and the Kiskill uh, starters are both cybers, so you can make it really easily. So I right. made that. Uh, I stopped him from hitting me with Torrential, um, and then I just played through his back row. Uh, game two, I opened pretty decently, except for I didn't have any starters, so I right. couldn't I couldn't punch through. He also opened, I think double yeah he opened double lord of the heavenly prison as well so he just beat me down with those gotcha. uh, and then game game three was uh i opened let's see i opened harpies evenly cosmic reboot starter uh it was it was it was insane so gotcha. yeah well i'm glad your day is going well so far and i hope that it continues to go well thank you thank you very much yep and we'll catch y'all in the next round and we are back after round four. Just one more to go. And we are back with Jacob again. How's it Hello, ringing? hello. It's good to be back. Awesome. So how did round four go for you? Uh, pretty swimmingly. I uh, pl- I won 2-0 against Invoked DPE. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. it's uh, it, it can be kind of a scary match depending on the assortment of hand traps that I draw and also uh, how stacked my opponent's hand is. Um, game one, it was good enough to play through a single negate, but he ended on Macabre Pass. I had Imperm for his Alistair, and he just, like all good invoked players, already had Vindication in hand, so. Always. Yeah. Always. Um, but he did not have either Nadir or Fusion Destiny for follow-up, um, so it passed back to me. He had set one, it was Cosmic. Uh, so he had set a cosmic. He had Macaba, and I th- think he had two cards in hand. But um, yeah, I normal summon my twin. He chains Macaba. I chain Droplet. I get my combo going, and then I pop his cosmic. I I have Ash for the follow up on the next turn when he summons Alistair, and then I I get I get game. Um, game two, he made me go first, which was unexpected, but I didn't side too many going second cards anyway, so I had a fully playable hand. Um, not good enough to play through an Ash Blossom, though. I opened Kiskill and Frost, and Frost cannot summon if Kiskill's on board. Uh, she needs a Lilla, so I summon Kiskill, it gets Ashed, I set an Imperm pass, uh, Imperm eats a Cosmic, Alistair eats a Veiler, this time his hand did not have Invocation. But it did have Nadir Servant, and I had Ash Blossom. Um, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. And since he activated Nadir, I figured, well, he's activating Nadir here. He doesn't have Fusion Destiny, so this is a safe Ash Blossom. 
passes back to me, I uh, top decked Lilla, summon Lilla, effect, summon a frost. And uh, because I saw, I, it didn't matter game one, but I did see a ghost spell, so I chose to play around it. I summoned, uh, I had a frost in hand still, so I summoned Lilla first, and I activated her effect to reborn. He belled it, and then I summoned frost from hand, make Kiskill reborn, pop, uh, get my link four out. Uh, off the, when I, I hit him for, I forget how much I was, what did I run over? <clears throat> Probably the Alistair that he probably, had normal summon. Um, no, he made uh, he made secure garden though, so that way he okay. could activate. Uh, so when he activated a deer, he could summon. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, so where was I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I drew Lancia off of the kiss kill draw. So he he uh, drops meltdown, uh, gets another Alistair, activates Alistair, <laughs> gets invocation, activates invocation, Lancia. That's all she wrote. There you go. So what does a more versus less playable hand look like in the live twin deck for those that are unfamiliar with it? Um, your best playable hands usually, um, obviously you want to win the die roll, which, oh, I forgot to mention, did not win the die roll. Uh, hmm. I, I don't win them, not with my dice anyway. Um, so usually you want to win the die roll and your playable hand, you want to see one starter one extender, and a couple of good hand traps. Um, mm -hmm. You want to see a nice variety of cards as well. Um, so, like, usually twin ratios will play, like, a bunch of two-ofs of hand traps, or they'll max out on only the most impactful ones, like like a Nib or a Valor, if they're confident in their ability to play with Nib. Mm -hmm. um, so... <clears throat> Yeah, it's usually a starter, and the best starter is the blue one, Lilla. Uh, she summons Frost, and Frost is the one that draws you a card when your opponent searches. So mm -hmm. you want to start with that. Uh, it doesn't always happen, um, but that's that's the best that's the best thing to do. Um, playable hands going second. It's pretty much the same thing, although you usually will want to see a board breaker in there next to your hand traps as well, just in case. Um, Droplet is incredible. Drop the live so twin. Good. Yeah, it's it's a good card in general, but twins just have such a way of working with that card. It's 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 poetry in motion. <laughs> uh, how well Droplet fits in with that. Deck. Yeah, definitely. Um, I got you. Well, I think that we have to got to go on and get on into the next round. But thank you for joining us once again. Oh, thank you very much. I hope to be back. <laughs> good luck continuing at table one. Thank you. Whew. All right, we are back after a tense round five. So we are here with Trevor. How'd it go, dude? Oh, it went good, man. Came out at first, man. Awesome. What, so that's the final standings. We are done. We're not playing out top cut because it's late and people have up to like five-hour drive home. Yeah, they got some guys from Arkansas, Lafayette. So Yeah, definitely. Glad that they repped out, man. They, were, they had some really good players come, too. Yeah. Really I, yeah. Yeah, the people that came in from out of state uh, were like four of the top five. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, it was good to see different representation all over, although <laughs> we got to represent the chop better next time. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I, I, I got it. So, like, I, I, I guess yeah. we did. I guess we did okay. And, and, hey, Cameron's the real winner. Yeah, yeah, he really is. He pulled a freaking Starlight Stratos. Yeah, and two, and a Moe and, <laughs> and a Heavenly thing. Or the Heavenly Prison. Rock. From six packs. <laughs> yeah, six packs. Six packs. He pulled two of the higher rarity. Dude is a man. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> I only pulled a DPE and a freaking Heavenly guy, and then my other one was like, 
the crappy synchro and like some yeah like, and like a snow. I was like, oh. <laughs> I wish I was half as good as he as Cam is. Jesus. Dude, yeah, the, he's some got, people are, he's built different. I'm honestly, saying, he's got fingers of Jesus, dude. <laughs> and he, I think it was at the that last case tournament that we all went to. He pulled an ulti out of his OTS pack too. Yeah, he? he did. Yeah, some yeah. people are just built different. That's all. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. Like a, um, like a ninja turtle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what did, what did you play today to take first place? I played Flunderies. Okay, so a lot of people have said that that deck's bricky, that deck is uh, not as consistent, dies to hand traps and eruptions. How do you pilot the deck in a way where you don't have to worry about those things? Well, the thing is this. like You just try to optimize your deck the best way that you can. I don't have Pot of Prosperities, but I do have cards that act like cross-out designators and act like mm-hmm. Call by the Graves. Like Book of Moon, you obviously have the call... the uh, the call by the grave, and you obviously have the dimension shifters, but also I've decided to play the uh, set rotation with a mausoleum of the I don't know of the, the emperor of the emperor something like that I think, and like you pay a K for every K you pay, you get to use it as a tribute summon, and like mm-hmm. honestly it could be any field spell. That was just a field spell I landed on to just be able. Normal summon impin for two uh, k, right? You know, did but the set rotation come up a bunch? Today? I never played it, but I, on Wednesday I played another tournament that I got second in, and uh, the set rotation did come up. It stops impin. Uh, it stops uh, infinite and permanents. It stops yeah. evenly match. So it acts like another crossout designator. Also, uh, gold sark acts like another cross. So I've got like nine crossout designators in my deck without having crossout designator. And then you don't have to play all the bricks of cross. Exactly. See, that was the thing. Like I cut the ash. Like sure, activate. Uh, what is it? Fusion Destiny on me. Whatever. Like, do your DPE. Pop my card. Then it's just going to float again. Like, I don't care. Because uh, I was running Crossout Designator because I was like, oh, it works with my engine. I could, like, in-phase banish my bird and then normal summon bird on my turn. It's like, yeah, but you're waiting two turns for it. Right. And then the thing is this. Uh, everybody's playing. They're not playing this stuff for Crossout Designator. Sure, they're right. playing Imperm and stuff like that. Everybody's trying to play around cr- tactics and Crossout Designator. They're playing Droplet. They're playing Dark Ruler. They're playing right. tactics. They're playing stuff that doesn't have anything to do with Crossout because people say that Crossout is bad, but it is warping our format in a sense. People are dropping Ash. People are dropping... Uh, they're not dropping like... It's mainly Ash, you know, but it just... They're dropping Hand Traps and just going with Board Breakers, which is right. smart. Yeah. So, And I also played... Uh, Regeki and Harpy's Feather Duster because I don't have Lightning Storms. Mm-hmm. But it was broken. Every time I... Like, those cards are at one for a reason. It's just right. it's just for free. Activate. And, like, if I have an open state... I have one time I had two birds they and another bird in my hand with the field spell, and I could tell that his traps were all live. Top deck Harpy's Feather Duster. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's nice five cards you got. You'd be ashamed if they went away, you know? I wish I was that good at the game. Uh, it's not... Dude, I'm just a lucky dude. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, it just... I think people are trying to be too fancy with the dogmatic of punishments, the Nadirs. I think when you just go bare bones and you just go ahead and you go... Focus on what the deck already does well. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times I've had Gold Sark, Field Spells, two other cards... Gold Sark, Field Spell, two other cards, and I drew the Wind Barrier statue. Mm-hmm. And so I go, Gold Sark, Banish Rabina. Uh, normal Summon Wind Barrier, get Rabina. Activate Map, do Rabina. Mm-hmm. Like, and people also underestimate how good skipping a battle phase is with the barrier statue. I played him a Dolce guy. I can't tell you how many times, shout out to Caleb. <laughs> and not, it wasn't Caleb, but shout yeah. out to Caleb. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you how many times I just summoned a statue and I could not protect it, right. but they had to go. I wasn't dying, you know, and they make a couple things. It's like, okay, that's cool. Uh, 
Book of Moon. Oh my God, Book of Moon overperformed today. Book of Moon is a hell of a card. Going first, going second, right? anything. Keeping it, yourself alive, it don't matter. It functionally can work the same way as a Forbidden Chalice in a lot of oh ways. Oh my God, dude. Because I, like, you know... It works better in your deck because you can book your own monster and yeah. it can still be there for a tribute summon. But yeah. it can work in a board breaker situation too, where either you book you book their monster yeah. and either they have to negate it or they have to respond. It 100%. does. Yeah, you know, it works the same way. You know what I mean? Well, I'm also at a disadvantage with Flunderies because I can't run Nibiru either. Right. And but D Shifter acts like a Nibiru. I can't tell you how many times I D Shifter pass, and my opponent was like pass, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. Let me do- <laughs> <laughs> and it stops droll and. D shifter acts like a cross out. It stops drawing and stops effect mailer. Yeah. Like the deck yeah. inherently the engine protects it. Well, not engine, but like things that support the engine protect it. So you don't need cross outs and stuff like that. Actually the call by the grave won me the finals because I thought about taking it out, going second, draw my hand. It's there. I go map Rabina. He goes Lancia chain called by. Boom. Dude, I was I almost peed on myself. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about taking it out and I told him I said, Dog, I thought about taking that out. He said, Ah, you're I bet you you're glad you didn't. I was like, You freaking right, man. That was freaking dope. <laughs> was, Stuff was crazy. Almost peed myself. I'm telling you, I almost peed myself. <laughs> so hype. But no, that's going on at the end geez. of the year highlight reel. Yeah, um, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad that things worked out well for you today. And we do, of course, want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana, for hosting this tournament. You can, of course, find the link to ETB Games in the description down below. We try to do these Battle Cities once a month. And if you are in the area, we always ask that you come out. We had a pretty decent turnout today. We had close to 20 people, it turned out. It did rain, though. Like, it, the weather it got was super storming. bad. They had, yeah. It deterred about six more players. So I think but, it was even more than that, because yeah. I think there were some coming from Monroe and Shreveport that ended and up I had a guy coming out. from Baton Rouge, but he got delayed because of the rain, probably. Right, yeah. right. And, you know, people from New Orleans didn't come. Yeah. So uh, It's just tough. I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere but (laughs) at the same time we're in the middle of everywhere exactly everything's like an hour 30 minutes away and i just want to stress like guys like please come hang out with us like we 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 we, i am the angriest man in (laughs) the but (laughs) i i try to be uh sportsmanship my my teams get my teammates get on me but we generally want to hang out with you guys i mean i'm from team dad sonny's from team dad caleb's from team dad we want to hang out with you guys we want you guys to be a part of the community because it's inclusive, you know? Like, we're all a bunch of nerds just sweating and hanging out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trevor is the de facto leader of the Team Dark Arm Dealings channel that we plug in the description every episode. So if you do want to see more of Trevor and more of Dylan and more of our locals and our crew, please be sure to also check out Team Dark Arm Dealings in the description down below. Sorry we don't post enough, but I work. Sonny works. Dylan yeah. works. Caleb yeah. works. We're grown. <laughs> yeah. We, can't, we yeah. can't do what we want. So... Thank you, of course, for coming on the podcast and hanging out. It's always wonderful to have you here. Appreciate it. You've been on a couple of times, but, you know, (laughs) it's fun to have you. So, uh, and next time you hear from us, we will be back in the studio. So thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to our locals. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.